presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun and It's Thursday. Big news when it comes to Trump in D.C. and big news when it comes to Trump in New York. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. A couple big stories in Trump world today. In a Wednesday night ruling, a three-judge federal appeals panel sided with the Department of Justice, blocking what Politico's Cal Cheney and Josh Gerstein write are aspects of Judge Eileen Cannon's ruling that delayed a criminal investigation into highly sensitive documents seized from former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Two of the three judges were Trump appointees. Their decision was unanimous, and it was unsparing from the ruling itself. Plaintiffs suggest that he may have declassified these documents when he was president, but the record contains no evidence that any of these records were declassified. In any event, at least for these purposes, the declassification argument is a red herring. Meanwhile, here's what Trump had to say on Fox News' Hannity on Wednesday night. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it, because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. New York State Attorney General Tish James filed suit against Trump and his three oldest children, alleging a years-long campaign of deception and large-scale fraud and seeking about $250 million in allegedly illegal profits nettled from the scheme. That's Josh and Kyle Wright. There was one break for Trump. It was only a civil suit and not criminal. However, James is seeking draconian penalties, a five-year ban on Trump, buying commercial real estate in New York, or applying for loans, and a permanent ban on Trump and his three eldest children being in the leadership of any New York business for the rest of their lives. The case also seeks to force Trump, his kids, and business to surrender $250 million that she said was obtained through flagrant deceit that extended over a decade. And your headline of the day, by way of the Financial Times, Trump's super PAC raised just $40 in August, an early sign of weakness. And no, that's not a typo. The Make America Great Again, again super PAC, which is the only active super PAC affiliated with Trump, raised just $40 in August, after bringing $351,000 in July and zero in June. In April and May, the group had raised more than double that amount. And in more fundraising news, Trump's Save America PAC hasn't used any of its $90 million on ads to bolster GOP candidates in the midterms. And according to Jason Lang and Jared Renshaw from Reuters, a spokesperson gave no indication that the PAC planned to increase its spending like its Republican brethren. It's a striking contrast with the rest of Trump's party, which is pumping huge sums into races to flip both chambers of Congress. The GOP's principal, congressional PACs, and allied super PACs have spent $105 million on ads over the past month alone. If Republicans are talking about privatizing Social Security and Medicare and Democrats are pouncing, it must be any time in the past two decades. Politico's Holly Otterbein reports this morning that New Hampshire GOP Senate nominee Dan Bulldog said last month that he backs privatizing Medicare. Now, Bulldog's campaign is eating his words and saying he doesn't support privatization. And Democrats are raising alarm bells about the GOP money flowing into the Wisconsin Senate race, a $1.6 million gap in favor of Senator Ron Johnson over the past two weeks. Kevin Rebilliard from HuffPost reports that there's a major issue. Mandela Barnes's small-dollar fundraising dramatically trails other Democrats, in part because he did not officially become the party's nominee until August 2nd and had relatively little national profile. Dems are warning top donors not to get distracted by other, less winnable races. 
Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 11 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will have a bilateral meeting with Philippine President Fernand Marcos Jr. At 2.15, Biden will get a Hurricane Fiona Puerto Rico briefing at a FEMA office. At 4.40, Biden will take part in a DNC reception. And at 5.55, Biden will leave New York, arriving back at the White House at 7.45. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. to take up the motion to proceed to the Disclose Act, with a cloture vote at 11.30. The Disclose Act would require super PACs and other groups to report those who contribute $10,000 or more during an election season. The Judiciary Committee will mark up the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act at 9 a.m. Top bank executives will testify before the Banking Committee at 9.30 a.m. The House will meet at 9 a.m. to take up several bills, with first votes between 9.45 and 10.30, and last votes between 1 and 2.30. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will hold her weekly press conference at 10.45 a.m. All right. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghub Manavalan. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook is taking action to keep its platform safe. In the last six years, Facebook spent over $16 billion, enough to build seven pro stadiums, all to help create safer connections. Learn more about the work ahead at facebook.com forward slash action.